0: Well, welcome back everyone to our final episode the of our marriage one. yes series. So thank you for walking with us. If you didn't catch the first uh, episodes, jump back and listen to those. But today we're going to talk about challenges because every marriage will go through challenges and we want to kind of break that down into different things. Um, one thing we want to say about challenges, right, is about giving yourself some grace. Um, And to know that sometimes you're just in a season and we kind of take that too seriously. Um, In their class when we were teaching this, we even mentioned some of the big seasons that create stress and challenge um, in people's lives can be. What are some of those you can mention?
1: Um, well, there's a lot of things that can create stress and, sh- stress and challenge in marriage. And just because there's a challenge in your life doesn't mean that you're necessarily doing anything wrong. Yeah,
0: it's great. And there
1: are things that come that put stress on our marriages. And some of the big ones, big life ch- changes that can put stress on, stress on our marriage aren't necessarily bad things, but just a new job. In general, starting a whole new job, that's a whole new thing, and that's one of the biggest stressors in life. Um, moving. If you've ever moved your house, packing everything up all at once and like going even a mile down the road yeah, or cross country, but it is a lot. You're uprooting your whole yeah. world, having to pack it all up, starting over. There's a lot of stress that comes with that, or even remodeling your house. Yeah. There's a lot of stress that comes with when you're uprooting where you live. And then even... Ha- the addition of kids mm-hmm. into your life.
0: Every time you add a kid, yeah. I mean
1: every well, even that first one, everything changes. Your mm-hmm. whole life is completely uprooted and changed. It's not just about too many more, like yeah. children change absolutely everything.
0: Which you want to bring and those are just examples. Yeah, and they're not right. bad
1: things that that's happen. That's
0: why we want to say it.
1: But there's just challenge and right. there's stress that can sometimes come on a marriage.
0: And you begin you can react in that season
1: mm-hmm. um,
0: in a way that's not you. Yeah. Right. I mean, as much as we're fighting through that season and we're trying to have good attitudes or to tend to each other's needs and stuff, we can begin to fall into some lies in our head in those seasons. Like he's changed. She's changed. And, you know, yeah. she, she used to be so romantic and now she's just, you know, stressed all the time or whatever. And it's just this understanding. A few yeah. episodes ago, we talked about the value of understanding. Yeah. And to understand that life's going to have challenge. That challenge isn't a bad word. It's just part of life. Uh, life's going to go through seasons. Yeah. And you you have to have the ability to understand if you're in a season. Like a new job, that's a season. It's going to take you six months. could take you a year to yeah. feel secure in your job, to feel like you're performing well, um, to start thriving and, and things. A new house, to, to, to get it built, to get it remodeled, to move. and And that's why it's important. You pay attention to more than just how you're feeling or... Right the immediate moment and that marriage is the long haul and your covenant
1: also those times that we go through that, like we could be feeling stress at work at the new job, right? We could be feeling tons of stress in just the move. We could be feeling we have kids, like there's a lot of stress there, but there's also identity issues. Like who am I now? You know, like I'm not the same person or even as a mom, you know, when we had kids, that was a huge one for me because like, you know, I couldn't, I lost the freedom that I had just to go up and do things or to be a part of the ministry. Like I was at home with the kids. I couldn't just live my life. So I was personally going through so much change in identity. And a lot of times that begins to manifest itself within the marriage. Those things that are going on in external things, external circumstances can begin like, they're going on in the inside of you, turmoil. And so it comes out in your marriage, and your closest union. And so then we begin to think that it's the marriage that's wrong, mm-hmm. when in reality, it's not necessarily the marriage. It's that all these external things are happening. And so, but the enemy loves to use those moments to get us to take down our marriage as well, which we'll talk about in a minute. But just give yourself grace, grace. too um, and understanding and to not take yourself so seriously in those moments, yeah. but to step
0: back. And like any season... Each of these things, they come to pass.
1: Yeah. They they, they won't be forever. The
0: kids aren't going to be little forever.
1: Hallelujah. The
0: newness of the job won't be new forever. Yeah. The moving will come to a conclusion.
1: Praise God. And so that's
0: why you don't (laughs) make life-altering decisions in a season or assumptions in a season. Absolutely. So we're going to break it down into other challenges uh, today into three categories mm-hmm. of challenge. Uh, some challenges are things that we create ourselves.
1: Yeah, absolutely. The
0: second one is challenges that life just creates. And the third one's spiritual warfare. Yeah. And so would you like to start off with challenges we create yeah. ourselves?
1: So we started this conversation with talking about seasons that you can go through that just bring stress. But there are other challenges, like you just said, in the three categories. And there are challenges and seasons that we can create ourselves that will bring stress. And so it's important to understand that identify and them. to identify that if this is a season or if this is a challenge that I brought on, some of those would be sins like unforgiveness. Um, hanging on to unforgiveness is going to be something that we create because we're choosing not to do it God's habit
0: of being easily offendable,
1: easily offendable. That's a big one. Those Mm -hmm. are challenges that we create. Mm -hmm. Having an affair is a big challenge that we create by choosing that anger and improper management of our emotions and reactions. So if I'm not handling these, those things, well, obviously lashing out in anger, all that, those are going to be challenges that we create.
0: And it's yeah self-inflicted, and it could be it can be addictions that we allow ourselves to have—drug addictions, alcohol addictions, pornography addictions. I mean, those all, are sin all things. All those sin things—they're they're not something that the world brings. Or just it's natural. It's stuff that we're causing, and, and yeah. we like to have this conversation about challenges that we can avoid.
1: Right, because if we create it, which means we don't have to do it. So if we make the changes, right, in these things and 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 repent of the sin and turn away from it or stop doing certain things, then we can take get rid of these challenges. There's some challenges we can't get rid of, right? right, because we don't have control over them. Right, but. This one is pretty exciting. Even if we're not excited to see the sin, yeah. if the Holy Spirit shows us to it shows it to us, well I'm excited to see it because this is something I can avoid. So some of them aren't even sin, but they're not necessarily but they're just poor choices. Like even overspending or buying a bigger house than you could afford as a couple. Well, that's a challenge that we created because we did, we got in over our head. And so now we have financial pressure that we could have avoided, right? Mm -hmm. Um, quitting a job that you needed just because you were fed up with something. And so you let your emotions run wild and you just went in and you just threw it down and you quit. Um, that may be a poor choice. And so now there's undue stress, right? right? But we could have avoided that. Um, over committing yourself to others. So just saying yes all the time, not knowing how to say no. And then now you don't have time for your spouse. You don't have time for your family. That's undue pressure, undue stress. Yeah. You're, you are now stressed out, pulled at the seams. Yeah. You can avoid that.
0: Yeah, I liken it to, um, you know, people who are inevitably late all the time. And when you're late to a job interview, you're late to work, you're know, even late to church, you know, Everyone's emotions get heightened. People start snipping at each other because of that pressure. And it's like, well, that was kind of self-induced because if we would have gotten up a little earlier, right, or maybe thought through the night before what we were going to wear, what you were going to pack for lunch, whatever, even your kids getting to school and how stressful that can get, you know, so the the principle is life's going to have challenges that it brings. There's going to be stress in life just because we're in a fallen world. If there's any stress that you can alleviate because of choices that you have control over, because of things that you can do better, then please get rid of that stress because that's undue stress that'll just put pressure on the marriage. It doesn't have to be there. Right. So that's why I wanted to talk about that. I mean,
1: it's powerful. If you can change that, then change it. Um, One skill would be to prevent challenges that we create ourselves. And it's like what you said, life will have its challenges. Um, let's do our best not to create more. So the second set.
0: We're gonna talk about challenges that life creates, which is why we want to get rid of as many pressures and stresses that life or are before it, because there's enough coming yeah, life and just creates life own. its own. Yeah. John chapter sixteen, verse thirty three, Jesus even said, I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. He just says it. It's just the world, it's the way it's gonna be. But take heart, I have overcome the world. Mm-hmm. And so we're not alone we have the lord on our side helping us out but it fell when adam and eve sinned and opened the door to sin into the world it fell and it fell hard yeah. people are fallen the land is cursed is under a curse in general you 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 toil by the sweat of your brow you're going to have to work and fight every day to produce in this world then you have a whole spiritual warfare dynamic uh, you have fallen nature you're dealing with i mean just people making bad choices and their bad choices end up pressing against your your life So get rid of the pressure you create, but in this world, you will have trouble and things you have absolutely no control over personally. I mean, you can just think from a global perspective. You have things like economic crisis. Yeah. Like you don't choose which economy you get born into and you don't choose which cycle in that economy. Is it a, a prosperous season or are you born in the Great Depression? Like you don't have control over that and it's present and that's, it causes pressure the season that you're in the pandemics we just saw a pandemic in 2020 who who would have thought right like we've been married 25 years and 22 years into it who would have thought a global pandemic which would cause all kinds of stress In your jobs, in your homes, in your kids' education, and even how to have relationships with people, because you can't talk to them, you can't shake a hand, and 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 then all that unrest, and then wars, rumors of wars, political, social problems, and it just seems like everywhere you go, everyone's uptight and tense, and and you don't want to say the wrong thing because you could create an explosion of social problems by just and that kind of like on edge stress and pressure. Plus, you have aging problems that just happen. And and that's just part of life. You're not always going to feel good. Your body's not always going to function the same. It may have a season where it's under attack, or you go through an extended health journey or crisis. Mm-hmm. Like Those are things that happen. And there are challenges that just living in a fallen world, we weren't meant to be able to get sick. God didn't design us to get sick, but the sin of man created it to where we have fallen that far that our bodies could succumb to sickness, to disease, and then finally even death. You know, home repair, like you do your best to take care of your house, but a pipe breaks, a water heater breaks, the roof caves in, yeah. <laughs> who knows what, a tree falls on your house in the middle of a hurricane. You know, job downsizing, you know, where you're working. I've had people here at the church, they're the top producer in their job. They didn't do anything wrong. And then they walk in one day, in the company, because of the pandemic, because of inflation, they're like, sorry, you're out of a job. You and 400 other people are out of a job. And boom, trouble sets in. So these are challenges. Marriages, you're going to face challenge. And, and we're not trying to be negative. We're not trying to be lack of faith. It's a reality. Challenges mm. will come. In this world, you will have trouble. Take heart, though. You're not alone. Jesus is with you. But do not be deceived. There is going to be trouble, which is why covenant's important. Your commitment's important. And then you, you know, helping each other through these times and not, you know, not um, over judging your spouse and all that stuff we've talked about. What you yeah, say? Yeah,
1: absolutely. No, what I was gonna say is you have the first one, you have challenges that we create and we have challenges in the world, but then there's a real enemy. And there is challenges that the enemy throws at us and spiritual warfare. Um, And that's like, he loves to jump on challenges that we create. He loves to add pressure. You know, if we're in sin, he'll jump in that open door right there and just help create the biggest mess you've ever seen there. And he loves to jump on top of life, just like problems that are out there, but it also create storms for you to have yeah. to walk through as a spouse. And I wish there was a real easy way to say A plus B equals C. This is an easy way to know if something's spiritual warfare or not. But honestly, that's where the beauty of us being Holy Spirit people, yeah. Amen. and because the Holy Spirit can alert us to those moments. Because um, sometimes we just get so busy trying to fix things on our own. But there is a real enemy. And just knowing and understanding when to rebuke him and tell him to go and to get out of your home and to get off your family and to resist the devil. And he will flee from you and tell him he has no place. In your life, I mean, yeah. you know, I remember one time we were believing God even for financial breakthrough and just a lot of things happening. All of a sudden, just a, a, something just went off in my spirit. I think I was on a run in our neighborhood, and I just was like, "Wait a minute, this is not normal. This is God, or like this is like the enemy. God, the enemy." And the Holy Spirit was telling me this, and so then I went to town, and I just had like. This powerful moment of prayer. And, uh, and it was definitely something that was an attack on our family in that season. So yeah. making sure that you lean into that, into the tools that you have as a believer, as a child of God, using the name of Jesus and just pushing the enemy out, um, I mean, not, not to neglect that very real aspect of challenges.
0: Yeah, there's we talk about the ditch on both sides of the street. One side of the street, the ditch is the devil doesn't do anything. Right. The other ditch on the other side of the street everything. Is, does everything. Everything's the devil. devil does everything. Right. And there's that middle of the road where we're aware that not everything is the devil, but there are things that are the devil in Absolutely. spiritual warfare. Absolutely. And here's the thing. If it is the devil, the only solution is to rebuke him and get him out. Right. It's not just to work harder in the flesh um because there is a spiritual attack and you've been given spiritual weapons for a reason you've been given the name of Jesus right. for a reason you've been given the word of God for a reason like a sword in the spirit and you have to address that spiritual warfare you brought it up before in helping to identify like maybe this is spiritual warfare or not is sometimes when you go through this season where it's like something's buffeting you where it's like a repeated issue whether it's financial like it's just like Multiple, multiple the things same are thing. breaking and money's going out, out, and it's just like, what in the world? Like, it's, yeah, things break, but not the whole house at one time, you know, right? Or multiple sickness issues or things, just sometimes. But we do have what the Bible says the discerning of spirits, and that's I think it's the ability to discern is this God, is this me, or is this the enemy, and right. then to know what to do accordingly, you know. In that, I, I remember hearing a pastor, a very well respected pastor, preach in a message, church is like 10,000 people, and and he's been in ministry 40 years. And his wife was going through a bunch of health journey. And he said, the Lord just woke him up one day and said, this is a spiritual battle. Why aren't you addressing this in spiritual warfare? And he just apologized to God. He said, I didn't even consider yeah. that it was spiritual warfare because you just get into the middle of the weeds. You just get into the routine. Fighting it in, the, in just in with the natu- natural ways. Like one more thing that went wrong and you just start enduring and you just start like trudging through and, and it just seems so natural, right? The devil doesn't show up looking like red horns and a pitchfork. But he hadn't even considered, and that to me was such an eye-opener, like, hey, he's been in the ministry 40 years, successful ministry, and if he can neglect this this message that maybe this is a spiritual battle, not just physical thing, not just right. random, right. you know, and that is a reality.
1: And the interesting thing about challenges is the enemy loves to use any of them, the ones that we create, that life throws at us, or even spiritual warfare, what to get us to put that pressure on our union, right? Yeah. To put that pressure on the marriage so that we break that covenant. So we come against each other and begin to turn on one another, which leads to an illustration that we've often done together um, in church.
0: Yeah, it comes from Ecclesiastes chapter four, nine and 10, where it says two are better than one. They have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, the other one can help the each other up. Pity the one that falls alone, There's no one to help them up. In one translation, it says two standing back to back can defend, you know, and it's that idea of two of you together. God brought you together, not just to have children, but he also brought you the most close, the closest, most intimate prayer partner. And the Bible says if two or more gather together, touching any one thing. As much as I love praying with my friends at church and other believers, when you and I pray over something that's massive in our lives or a spiritual attack or something, I believe that is the most powerful union. If you're a married couple, Um, if you're not married, then yes, there's other prayer partners and people, but I'm just saying you have a built-in unified spirit heart to stand against the enemy, the attacks of the enemy and the, the challenges of life. And two are better than one. And the two of them standing back to back and like those swords you had talked about mm-hmm. us, we in, in our in our classes, we typically each have a sword. We stand back to back and our swords are facing out to defend the house, to defend our home, to defend our marriage. To, uh, to, to fight against the onslaught of the world, the enemy, whatever. The challenge is during times of pressure, during struggles, what we often do is we take those two swords that are supposed to be facing out, yeah. our backs are supposed to be up against each other, and we end up turning our swords on one another. Right. And now our back is exposed to the enemy. Right. We're vulnerable for more attack. Right. And we're literally attacking our partner right. that was meant to help us overcome this tribulation, to overcome this trouble, um, and in doing so, our house is divided. And Mark chapter three twenty-five, Abraham Lincoln quoted it too. <laughs> it was originally a scripture. It says that a house divided against itself. It won't stand. stand. It can't, and that's the enemy trying to use that tribulation, that, yeah. tr- that turbulence, to turn, to turn us on each other. You
1: know, it reminds me of our own story, our own personal journey that we walk through. You know, we have four beautiful children, and the first two are twins. And um, it took us a long time to to even conceive. A couple years to be able to. Ha- once we started trying to be able even ha- able to have kids, and the pregnancy itself was very challenging. Um, there was a little bit of bed rest in the beginning. Thought we were going to lose one of them, but God intervened. Both were healthy. Um, But then as the pregnancy continued to progress, you know, with twins, I was considered high risk and my body kept wanting to deliver them early. So I was on bed rest at home for eight weeks, which was very difficult for this go-getter mama um, who didn't want to sit at home. I was admitted to the hospital and I was on bed rest for five weeks in the hospital um, my body just going into preterm labor on all the highest medications to keep those babies in yeah. as long as we Remember. could. And because I was high risk, I was constantly receiving all of the, um, you know, like a ton of ultrasounds and checking the babies. And then there was one day we went in for a routine ultrasound yeah. and the technician got real quiet. And um, at that moment, I knew. You know, you know that something's not right, something's kind of wrong. And um, she went and got the doctor. And anyway, it was discovered that our son Isaiah, which was baby A at the time, had um, hydrocephalus, which was a buildup of fluid on the brain. And um, they didn't know what caused it. I'd been on bed rest for a long time. And so they decided to let me go ahead and deliver. It was early, 33 and a half weeks. So, the Kringle babies almost had different birth dates. Yeah, they were born at 1201 and 1204 a.m., I think, something like that. And um, Kylie, his uh, sister, was born. She, had, she was like three pounds, 14 ounces. And Isaiah was two pounds, 15 ounces. Yeah. But we discovered the next morning that the hydrocephalus was caused by uh, grade four brain bleed. Um, and they told us, you know, it, we didn't know it then, but it fit under the broad category of cerebral palsy. And they told, it, told us, he could be anywhere from a vegetable to who knows what they really didn't know. And that began that whole pregnancy. And then even that journey began a lot of pressure, even on our personal marriage and relationship. And even one instance, I remember that whole journey, our church in Illinois, um, it was growing. There was a lot of success happening there. God was just blessing the church. And you were even in the middle of a healing series at church and You know, it caused us even to have a moment of like, are we going to trust God? Are we going to believe God? Are we going to preach what we see in the word of God? And there was just a lot of that.
0: Pressure. Pressure.
1: And that even was the beginning. And now our son's 18 years old and we've had multiple surgeries, multiple hospital stays. Um, He's still on a journey. He's, he's amazing young man. It's
0: come a long way. Come
1: a long way, but there are lots of, it's It's been been hard and there's a lot of opportunities for us to feel that pressure and to turn our swords on one another rather than turn our swords and fight the enemy
0: as well. I remember one of the first things that we chose to do was take communion together after receiving that news. Not that we were perfect throughout this journey. No, I mean, there's been not plenty at Plenty of times all. I'm like, God, why does this happen? Or stressed, you know, frustrated, stress from angry, just hurt, all of it. Yeah, disappointed. Um, and I, we love him, and we love who he is, and, and he's a beautiful gift from God. But there are challenges that go along with special needs and yeah. extra work involved in that, and learning how to not as rejoice. As much freedom yeah, not as a parents. lot of freedom. Learning how to rejoice in what he's capable of, and. You know all of those things but um that communion i think was such a a good habit in that moment of getting negative news you know troublesome news that we said lord we're coming to you and you're going to walk us with we've we, we decided to come together which is what the yeah. topic is right now you have a choice in trouble you know when you lose a job right or when a, a health crisis comes to the family or when you go through a financial attack you have a choice to come together and that's where communion was so beautiful to come together and upon the promises of God and in God say God we're going to walk together through this this is not and here's one thing as a husband I didn't want to just say well that's your problem you know right. you know this is our this is our problem it's not a problem this is our journey you know challenge. together it's our challenge you know together but too many times again when trouble surprisingly enters we quickly turn on each other because we're feared, we're afraid, or yeah. we're, we're angry about this and, happening. And, and
1: you're the closest person to me to take it out on. Yeah.
0: You can't take out your anger on your your employer. You can't take your anger out on a coworker, or on the world, you know. So you take it out on that person at home, you know, yeah. with, with that. And that's where it starts, you know.
1: Yeah. And I, I mean, we I like to say that everybody has an Isaiah. You yeah. know, like Isaiah is, he's not the only, you know, journey or challenge that's come our way. There certainly have been others in our life as well, but, um, he's been a very pivotal one, yeah. um, in our lives. And everybody, ha- everybody has an Isaiah. Everybody obviously doesn't have a son named Isaiah, but they have their own challenge. So in that way, everybody has an Isaiah, has a story, every has marriage a journey, will have those. every marriage will be defined by something mm-hmm. and have the opportunities to turn away from each other or to turn towards each other. And I will say this, if you're in a marriage that has been turning away for, or turning towards each other, fighting one another. Yeah. Um, it's not too late and you can, um, come back together, you know, back to back and begin, you know, um, to fight the enemy or to link arms
0: and believe for a promise and believe
1: God for a promise and believe God for a miracle. It just takes honest repentance and forgiveness on both sides and linking arms and praying.
0: Sometimes the challenge or the journey, there's not necessarily a short ending to it. You know, it's one thing to say, yeah, we can go back to back and we can fight the battle if in a year it's fixed. This has been 18 years. This has been an 18 year journey and we've had to learn to find peace in the middle of it. We've had to learn to find joy in the middle of it. And it's beautiful. We do see all those things, but it's not like it's over. I mean, barring a, a supernatural miracle, it's a long term journey and it will affect us in that in multiple ways. You know, but again, we made a decision yeah. that we're gonna walk this together, back yes. to back, with our yes. swords facing the right way. Right. You know, to the enemy outward. You know, for the kingdom. Um, but you're not my enemy. You're my. You're my partner. You're my support, and I'm your support. You know, I'm there to bring life into you, not be an additional burden or additional trouble or trial in the situation.
1: Absolutely, not gonna be the one that's caused more. Conflict and term, turmoil towards one another, but then we're going to link arms. Yeah. And so, even at the, as we bring all of the podcasts to a close, yeah. you know, from the very first one that we talked about, just allowing your heart to be open. Can you hope again? Yeah. Can you see the vision that God? That God is the creator of marriage. That he's a designer of something beautiful and something good. Can you see it? Can you get the vision in front of you? Can you begin to sow seeds towards that? To now, okay, like you are brought together. Um, in, no matter what challenge, or can you link arms? Can you go back to back? But then there's more. Yeah. You know, God has something it's more a great for question.
0: you. question. Yeah, we asked the question in class. You know, why? Why do we get attacked? You know, part of its life. But why would the devil, why did the enemy of God attack your marriage? You know? It's because your marriage is important. It's because it has a purpose. And it's not just to make babies. Yeah. But you as a part of the body of Christ have a purpose. And while you walk together in this life and you fulfill the purposes of God for your life, you know, get involved in a local church, get involved in the mission of God somehow, some way. Don't just focus on your own home, your own kids. That's a part of your journey. But you're a dynamic couple. You're a dynamic partnership that God has planted in the body of Christ. And that is something that um, is important to remember. Because as you age and you go through different seasons, I think it prevents people from getting bored with life, bored with each other, because they're always growing. They're always accomplishing. We need a purpose. We need a sense of our marriage exists to not just exist. Right. It exists for, you know, not just the kids, but it exists for the kingdom of God It exists for the, the plans of the Lord, not just to make money. But if we mm-hmm. are making money, how is that money connected to eternal purposes and plans? If we are creating influence, how are we using that for the well, kingdom? Well, and
1: your marriage is a beautiful picture of God and his church, you know, the, and um, that even just an expression of that here on the earth, too, is beautiful. Yeah, to,
0: so other people can see God through you, your interaction with each other, your interaction with your children, your interaction with the world. Absolutely. So why don't we close in praying over all of this? And we thank you for watching. We thank you for participating. And we hope it's been a blessing. We'd love to hear back, you know,
1: comments, comments yeah, feedback. feedback.
0: We'd love that. But let's say a word of prayer and we'll go ahead and finish for today. So would you like to lead us out in prayer?
1: Father, right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for this beautiful opportunity to come together and just have these open discussions about marriage, Lord. We know that you are the creator of marriage. And so Father, you see every person listening, you see and hear every um, place where they're at, whether they're engaged, they would love to be married, they have a brand new marriage, they have been married for a long time, they have an excellent marriage or they have one that's been struggling. God, you know where they fall. And Lord, I just begin to speak life over these marriages and the ability, Father, for them to have your vision, God, that their hearts and minds would be open to see your vision, God, that you created this amazing thing full of purpose. And God, can you help them begin to see and have that vision of what that is? And I thank you that um, as they move forward, God, that the tools, God, that all of the things that we've talked about, that those seeds of the word of God that have been implanted, God, that will produce that harvest, God. And then as they move forward, God, we thank you that Holy Spirit, you are right there with them, leading and guiding them as they hold your hand, God, and do the work of marriage. God, you are present. God, we just pray for miracles and your presence in every single one of these marriages, God, that they continue to move forward to be that beautiful expression of you and uh, here in your relationship with the church, God, a beautiful representation of you here on the earth. We bless these marriages, Father, in Jesus' name.
0: Amen. 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 Thank you for watching.